Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for today. And I am so thrilled because today, friends, it is all about the Great Commission. Now, I know a lot of you are out there probably going like, the Great Commission, what is that? Are we getting some kind of a commission check? Are we getting aware? No, 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 friends. This is the Great Commission that we are actually, I'm going to say, commanded to do by Scripture. And we are going to talk about what it is, what it means to us, how we can step up to the plate for the Lord, and so much more. And friends, we have three guests with us. This doesn't happen very often. Three guests with us in the studio. We've got Justin Hoover. We've got Tyler Peterson. And straight from India, we also have Pastor Nani. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, Deb. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I, you guys, it's going to be amazing. So, Justin, let's start with you. What is the Great Commission? Yeah. So, in uh, the best passage would be Matthew 28, 18. And it starts out, it just says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Jesus is quoting, is saying this here. So just, just to preface what we're going to talk about today with that verse 18, knowing that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus Christ. Like Philippians 2, you know, there's, there's, he is at the name above every name and every knee will bow. So as we talk about the Great Commission today, let's just remember that he's on the throne. And when he sends us, he sends us as a sovereign, sovereign savior. So praise God, we can go out under his power. And that's what I, I love right there. It's just he starts it in that way. And then this is for us. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, not just America, all A-L-L, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So the Great Commission is Jesus has given us this mandate. The King of Kings has come and shed his blood, rose again, hallelujah, saves us, fills us with his Holy Spirit, and then sends us out into the world to tell the world about this amazing Savior. And, and, and he says, go to all nations. So every believer has a part in that. We're going to talk about that more. But that, in a nutshell, is the Great Commission. It's the sending of Jesus' disciples into the world to make disciples for his name and for his glory under his power. Amen, amen. And Tyler, you and I were talking about, just before we went live, that... When God is telling us this, it's not just for pastors. It's not just, right. It's not just for these people who go to these special trainings. It's all of us. You are one of those people. Yeah, it's a command. I mean, this this isn't something that's special, like you said, for past pastors or just missionaries. I mean, when we talk about the Great Commission. The ultimate purpose here is to bring God glory, right? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 says, The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, right? So ultimately, we're all called, all of us who believe in Jesus Christ are called to share that love and that hope of the gospel with those around us, ultimately to bring God glory. That's what it's all about is is bringing glory to our Savior who came down, was born in the flesh, went to the cross, died for our sins, raised from the dead. It's ultimately to bring him glory 
Um, and that's why we are called to this task to bring the gospel to the nations, to all nations, like Justin was saying. Amen. And Pastor Nani, you are an example of someone bringing the Lord to all nations, specifically in India, which, as I understand, is actually one of the most uh, unreached people groups in the world. Talk to us about the work you are doing for the Lord. Yeah, thank you. Um, In India, if somebody dies... Uh, the relatives uh, will ask, the first question is, what was the last word that he spoke? Um, and they take it as seriously and they try to fulfill that. But here, Jesus Christ, uh, I don't say it is a last word, this is the last commandment um, he, uh, he told to do, not only to the pastors, but everybody. So in that case, we uh, meant to carry the Great Commission in India um, we live in a village uh, setup um, style. So, um, to carry the Great Commission in our church, we are raising some disciples and we are training them. And we go to evangelism and we connect crusades and then we share the gospel, distributing the tracks. We go to tribals and we go to, we climb mountains and to reach them. Sometimes they don't speak our language, they speak a different language. Uh, we take translator. Um, then they translate for us. We uh, share the gospel with them, uh, and then we baptize them. And that's where we are carrying. Uh, in that's how we are carrying the Great Commission. And uh, mm, and more to, more to come from that. I want to uh, have Justin jump in here. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Nani was talking about uh, baptizing, and we're going to come back to Pastor Nani in a minute because there's something very unique about baptism in India. But talk to us about what the Word tells us about baptizing, and talk to us about why it is so important to be baptized once we have accepted the Lord as Savior. Yeah, well, baptism is just simply a sign of you proclaiming to the world that you are now a disciple of Christ. And in that Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, he says, go and baptize. And in Scripture, you always see immediate obedience of baptism after salvation. So in the book of Acts, when Peter preached the gospel, it says uh, 3,000 men were baptized in one day, saved and baptized immediately. So in Scripture, it's not, you don't wait around forever. You, you want to tell the world. And, you know, a perfect example of that is India. So we've done baptisms in India, and uh, Nani, Pastor Nani does baptisms in India. But when uh, a believer is baptized in India, it's a whole new identity. Because for them, they're coming out of either a Hindu or Muslim background. So when they go uh, to be baptized, they actually parade through the streets with drums banging and singing and worshiping. They'll have a a big crowd walking through the streets of believers. and, And that's in order to draw attention to the Muslims and to the Hindus that hey, we're, we're baptizing here. And the Muslims and Hindus come out to the shore. I've done this in the rivers of India with Nani. And it's just, it's just glorious. They, they come down and then we baptize them. And what's, what's also amazing is after the baptism, we have a naming service. So they get a new name because for them, you know, they may be named after a, a Hindu god or or a Muslim name, but now they're a follower of Jesus. So the idea behind baptism is identity, that you have you are dead 
to the world. You're dead to sin and you are raised to new life with Christ. And now you are no longer identifying with the world, with Satan, and you are now identifying with the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful thing, and it's it's a command by Jesus to be baptized. We need to do it out of obedience, but also because what a joyful thing it is to tell the world what Christ has done in us. Amen. And Tyler, I know you have also done a lot of mission work in countries other than the U.S. Has this also been your experience that people are like... Get me baptized. I just, wherever we can find water. I mean, I've seen it done in swimming pools. I've seen it, right? Like, t- talk to us about your experiences. Yeah. When, when we were in northern Iraq, um, anytime we would have uh, people who gave their lives to Christ, that was one of the th- first things we would talk about was baptism as a step of obedience to following Jesus. You know, like Second Corinthians 5 says, any, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is past and the new has has come, right? And so we, uh, these people would be eager to be baptized, and we've done it in infant baby kiddie pools. Um, We once rented out a hotel, that way we could go into the pool. And the joy and the excitement that they have when they come up out of the water and, and are proclaiming their identification with Jesus you know, whereas uh, in the past they were following Islam or atheism, whatever it was, the joy that they have is is unbelievable. It's so exciting to be a part of. Yeah, it's it really is. And I love when you're talking about these parades in the street and people proclaiming this because we should be proclaiming Amen. this. It's such an important, important thing. And I feel like we there's so many things I just feel like we take for granted in the States, right? And when you have not had something and then you find it, and you are baptized, I mean, it is people who really get it, really get it, right? Like, it's just a thing. Um, Pastor Nani, I was curious about when you first came to the Lord, what was your experience of baptism? Yeah, um, uh, 2000, I mean, at the age of 16, I gave my life to the Lord. Um, I'm thankful to the Lord. My, my own father was a pastor, and he baptized me. And then it was like a new life, I mean, pressing towards to the goal. A um, lot of excitement. Um, uh, from then, from there to now, um, I think I have baptized almost like 100 people uh, from 2013 to now um, in different villages and in cities and all. Um, um, with, with still trying to do uh, more in coming days. Amen. Yeah, a lot Amen. of excitement. And, oh. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I mean, this is just exciting. Justin, you look like you want to get in with something here. You just got to add, like, this is exciting. Well, I, I, it is exciting. And I just want to encourage people that are listening right now that maybe have not been baptized, um, that God is, is wanting to call you to a greater faith, to step out in faith. You know, it's not about our works. Works doesn't save us. For by grace you have been saved through faith, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. But then God calls us to good works. So be bold. Don't be ashamed. Take that step of baptism. And, and you know, God has blessings and wants to have greater intimacy with you, but you have to get on the narrow path. You have to be willing to walk, take that step of faith into baptism and, and also into missions. Look, at, I mean, and, and, you know, with, with this as an obedient believer, um, I want to do missions and see people baptized because in Matthew 24, uh, verse 14, Jesus says this gospel will be proclaimed to the whole world and then the end will come. So, so here's the deal. 
Do you want Jesus to come back? I do. I'm ready. Like, come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, hallelujah. Come today. Let the trump blow. Like, blow blow it. Come on, Archangel Michael. Let's do this. Like, come on uh, back. If there's any question about Justin being ready, let's just be I, clear. Uh, Justin is ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to worship. I want to worship at his feet. I want to see him face to face. You know, I want to be transformed from glory to glory. We're going to see him with, you know, eyes uh, unveiled and and we're going to see Jesus. I can't wait for that day. But here's the deal. In Matthew 24, 14, he says this gospel will be proclaimed to the whole world and then the end will come. The end, he's not coming back until this every tribe, every nation, Revelation 5, 8 and 9. Until he, until we get out and proclaim this message to the world, he's not coming back. So let's do it. We've got so much more to come. We are speaking with Tyler Peterson, Justin Hoover, and Pastor Nani from India. We're talking about the Great Commission, friends. We're going to take a brief pause, but please do not go anywhere. There is so much more to come. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 First Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218-248-6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Debbie Gregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Justin Hoover, Tyler Peterson, and Pastor Nani from India. We are talking about the Great Commission. And Tyler, going into the break, I think it's very clear. We know what the Great Commission is, but what's our role? What, what do you and I 
need to be doing? What do people out there listening need to be doing? Amen. Yeah, I think uh, something that's important to recognize is once we've given our lives to Christ, you know, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. And so we are, we should be going out, sharing, witnessing, telling others about Jesus. And this is not something like we talked about earlier that's just for the the chosen few this is a call for all of us and um for for the average person out there you know lots of us are thinking like how can i get involved you know what are some ways and really it's either giving or going and and obviously praying you know we need prayer warriors but either we are giving or we are supporting missions or like justin will say we're or we're being disobedient and, you know, um, I think a good example is the prophet Isaiah. You know, when uh, Isaiah was around, his king had just died, and God was going to deliver a message to the nation of, of Judah. And Isaiah has this vision, and he hears God say, well, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And what's Isaiah's response? Isaiah says, here I am, Lord, send me. You know, so as Amen. followers of Christ, mm-hmm. we should be obedient to that call and willing to go, willing to serve in whatever capacity God would call us. I, um, what, before we went to Iraq, my family and I, uh, I had this older woman in our church. She came up to me after we were sharing about what we were going to do. And she said, hey, we want to support you because we're, we're too old. We're not able to go anymore, but we want to be a part. We're going to pray for you and we're going to support you. And that was one of the most encouraging messages I heard because she wanted to stay involved in missions, but knew, you know, at her age, it was not something realistic to, to go to northern Iraq and share Jesus. And but so for all of us, you know, we can we can be praying, we can be supporting or we can be going. I love this. And it's it's also reminding me of mission can be anywhere and supporting that mission can't even look like serving food to someone who maybe doesn't have a meal on their table. It can even sometimes be going and having a cup of coffee with somebody who might be shut in more than other people, right? They need the word of God. They need somebody encouraging them. They need hope in that Jesus Christ. And I, and I feel like sometimes we think of mission like, I mean, I know Pastor Nani's thinking, oh, it would be great if everybody got on the plane and came over to India. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is that's not the reality because not, God's not going to call everyone to India. Yes. He's not going to call everyone yes. to Kenya or Uganda or Iraq. He will give each of us a call. Yes. And the critical thing to me is that prayer and that discernment. And I know, uh, Justin, we kind of alluded to this a little bit, but there is actually a quote about the the whole concept of the giving or doing. Is there an official quote? We should probably credit the person. Well, yeah, that's John Piper. He said, you're either a goer or a sender in the way of giving or praying or you're disobedient. So that that was John Piper that said, and that's, there's a lot of truth in that. Is But I, I want to share too, like, you know, missions for me has been life transformational. Like, I, I've seen um, Jesus move in my life when I'm on the mission field, give me, you know, greater faith. You're, if you, when you step out in faith and you go or you send or, or you pray, you know, the devil hates that. He hates the advancement of the kingdom. And um, what happens, though, is greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Jesus and the Holy Spirit come in power in your life. 
that when you get on missions, like uh, even if, and like you said, it doesn't have to be Iraq. When you just become missional, and you start praying for your neighbor or praying for your coworker, and you start putting the gospel on your lips, God is gonna fill you and guide you and bless you as you step out in faith because that's why he saved us was to make Christ known and that others would see his glory. So I really like, I approach it as I want the blessing. I want to walk more intimate with Jesus. I want to be filled to spirit. I want to be in his will. I want to be on the narrow path because that's the blessed path. Forget this wide path garbage. Get out of the world. Quit playing with the world and follow Christ and his will for your life. Get on the narrow path and watch what God does for your life. Amen. It's so true. And, you know, we've had uh, guests who've talked about mission mindset. Every time you walk out the door, it's mission mindset. For me, it's every time I wake up in the morning, starting with that first prayer, starting with my first breath to God. I mean, it's like, Lord, thank you for the breath. Thank you for letting me get out of bed today. Lord, how am I serving you today? Lord, who are the people that need to be reached? You know, it's just like it's constant. Like, I don't, it's fascinating to me, and maybe this is just where I'm at, but I don't feel like I ever don't have God with me at this point, right? It's constant prayer. It's constant looking. I, I don't know if all three of you still have that or have that experience, but it's like literally every single thing. It's like, Lord, just give me your eyes to see. Give me your ears to hear. And, and it's like God just puts things right in front of you. And with mission mindset, the opportunity is always there. Always. And it's not an either or. It's not a, hey, I, I do missions uh, here in Bemidji. And therefore, I don't need to do missions in overseas or whatever, reaching unreached people groups. Just, by the way, unreached people groups are those who have, have no opportunity, no access to the gospel. And there are millions upon millions right now in the world that have zero access to a Bible, zero access to a church, zero access to the gospel. Those are unreached people groups. So I really believe God's heart for us as Christians is to be involved in reaching the unreached. But also, yes, here in Bemidji, it's not an either or, it's a both and. Yeah. And, and that's the mindset we need to approach this as is, okay, God, who do you have for me here in Bemidji? Uh, this is my Jerusalem, Acts 1.8. Jesus says, uh, he fills us with the Holy Spirit, and he says, go and preach the gospel in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So our Jerusalem is wherever you live today, and Samaria and the ends of the earth is the Indias and the Iraqs. It's, it's not an either or, it's a both and. Yeah, absolutely. Pastor Nani, one thing that really intrigued me about what you were talking about is all the different languages, the villages, the different uh, individuals with whom you work. How do we get the word to them? Is this translated to different languages? How are people able to read the word of God? Yeah, in India, I think major uh, 121 languages. Every state has got its own language, then sub-languages. Even in our village where we are living, uh, we speak Telugu from Andhra Pradesh, and then uh, I'm surprised to see um, there are sub-languages, they speak different, like two, three different languages in uh, our place, but uh, most of them will understand our language. But when we go to tribal areas, like um, they speak a different language, we take a translator, and then we preach and he translates for us. That's where we reach Okay, today. and are we at a point where the Bible has been able to be fully translated or at this point is it just sections of the Bible so that they can at least get started? Um, A full Bible is not translated into every language but there are New Testaments and then John's Gospel 
uh, is almost translated like 80%. For some people, no literature. Uh, and so. it's what's so fascinating to me about that is even without the full Bible, the living word of God, look at the transformation that's happening even with the books that you do have. Yes. Even with the parts that they are able to get from the word. Yeah. To me, that's very powerful. I mean, I feel like God is working through his living and word. Another thing is that. like uh, showing Jesus film. Yes. Okay. That, I'm sure that's Jesus very, very. Film. And yeah. is that all translated so that everybody yes, can understand most of the language. Okay. Is all, uh, translated. Praise the Lord. Yes. And praise the Lord for this work that you're doing. Because again, it's just so fascinating to me to think, well, you know, I'm just sitting here and I can speak in English and I can do that. Right. It's a completely different conversation. Right. Yeah. And one thing that's exciting, uh, I've been to India with, with Justin and Nani um, to see their focused on these distant villages and these people who have never heard the name of Jesus. I mean, Justin, uh, he's been to villages where they've never seen a white person before, you know, yeah. and it's quite a shock for them. One thing that's um, really, ha- God has really laid on my heart is the amount of money that goes to unreached people groups is so minuscule in the in the grand scheme of things. Less than 1% of giving in missions goes to unreached people groups. And so really, in, in a sense, we're missing the call because we want to reach the unreached. We want to reach the lost, those who've never had a chance to hear the gospel. Yet a lot of our funding and our money goes to areas where, like here in America, where we have access to Jesus. We have resources. We have anyone who wants to hear about the gospel, hear about Jesus, hear about Christianity. They have that opportunity, whereas in these places in Iraq, Iran, India, they've never heard the name of Jesus. And they're going to perish for eternity with in hell with no opportunity to hear about Jesus. And and we are commanded to be a part of that. I'll tell two quick stories in India. One, um, we traveled into this village many miles on a back road into a tribal village and we went around giving out bibles and one gentleman i came up to i had a translator and i was talking to him about jesus and i said have you have you ever heard of jesus and he said no i've never heard the name of jesus i have no idea who he is and shared the gospel with him and he wanted to give his life to christ and it, it was just such a powerful moment of realizing that this is real. There are people out there whose hearts are ready. Jesus said, I have my sheep, and they will hear my voice, and they will come to me it, from every nation. They just need to hear. Yeah. So the other one is, um, I think it was the same village, but uh, my friends were with us, and we were going door to door. And they came across a lady who had heard about a person named Jesus, and she had been praying to learn more about who he was. And they showed up at her doorstep with a Bible and shared the gospel with her, and her and her family gave their life to Christ. And I have a picture of probably four or five of my friends standing with this family, and she's standing there clinging this Bible to her chest, like it is the most precious gift she has ever received with tears running down her face. And that is priceless because the kingdom, the Lord says that um, when one person comes in on Jesus, the angels rejoice. The angels angels rejoice. And we get to have a part in that. And not just going, but think of those senders that were sending and they were praying 
for us to see a harvest. And then, and then when we get to heaven, we're all going to get to share in that. We're all going to get to glory in what God did through us and, and to see people saved that, oh, it's just beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. I mean, oh my gosh, you guys, you know, there's so much more we could talk about. And unfortunately, like the time goes down. Each of you have got just a little bit final thoughts on this great commission. Uh, maybe where we start, your next step, just whatever's coming, whatever the Holy Spirit's putting on your heart. Tyler, let's start with you. Yeah, I'll do a Romans 10. Um, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how then will they call on him who they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? So we are either going or we are sending. Amen. Justin. And Yeah, I would say just start somewhere if you're not currently just 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 take a step of faith and go for it even if it's um you know at your church finding your missionaries to pray for maybe um you know praying for your person at work or um going on a missions trip don't be afraid step out in faith they're out there and they're taking people and just take that step of faith go for it and and get involved um we have information on our website if it's okay dub everynationforchrist.org is the ministry that i have um is everynationforchrist.org and nani's information is on there and if you want to pray for him and be a part of that praise god be a part of that that's a place to start and just take that step of faith and go for it the lord will bless it amen and pastor nani you're going to come back and join me for a full show right okay excellent thank you so much thank you Thank you so much. Friends, we want to thank Pastor Nani from India, Justin Hoover, and Tyler Peterson for joining us today for the Great Commission. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. We want to thank you for listening. Please go out, live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy, shine your light to the world. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.